In the world of floral design, there are so many educational, heartfelt, really serious and thorough podcasts. Is that what we're going to be listening to today, Dahl, or...? <laughs> well, oh, it's been oh so long. Gosh. Thank God I'm getting younger because it has been so long since Over I have you. seen you in the flesh, love. Do you know it's been three years? Three years since I've seen you in the flesh? Three that years. That is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And, you know, it's not even because of COVID I'm anymore. Just we, too just, lazy. We, we just don't like I'm just too much. lazy. oh what a good feeling it is to be back in the chair with you Matt so that sounded a bit like your dentist then didn't I um to be back with you it's been so long since we've been able to have a good little chin wag and I know that when I announced that we were bringing back you know three episodes to round out season two I know that we got a lovely response from the literal dozens of rabid followers that are living for this podcast and it's so good to be back again. What have you been up to? How's life been? I hear you've had a lot of cosmetic surgery. Look, I have been known to be touched by an angel. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I have been touched by an angel and it, it happens. And sometimes um, it's, it's <laughs> easier to, to maintain, as we know. And I think the best, the best thing to take mm. away from this is prevention is better than cure. And sometimes it's easier to have a little bit Mm. here and there rather than to have to wait until it's Mm. beyond um, saving. That's all. 911, what is your emergency? Well, that that was me come February. The reason why we stopped the podcast at episode, you know, seven, season two, episode seven, was because I thought I need a full body repair. You know, there was nothing original about me anymore. Start from the top, work your way down. Start from scratch. Absolutely. Start from the very, very base level. I've had everything redone. There is literally nothing authentic about me anymore, um, which is, you know, incredible. I look like Jocelyn Wilderstein now, if you could see me, which is wonderful. Um, so, I guess, for our session today, it's our first one back, season two, episode eight, and we have three delicious episodes that we're going to round out the year with for our followers, and today, what we have is a kind of welcome back, ask me anything style episode where we reached out on social media to our followers and said, you know, ask us anything anonymously. And of course we got, you know, quite banal questions, but we also got some kind mm-hmm. of hilarious ones too. So, um, are you all oh, answering? No. I am here. I am ready to answer. Like, I can't even tell you because I know, <laughs> I know that when you put a call out for things like that, that it never, ever disappoints. No, it doesn't because the world is full Actual of lunatics. lunatics. That's why. Lunatics, yeah, people who just, I don't understand how they operate, but, um, and that's not to say that all of our, you know, delightful rabid fans are like that, but it is, you know, there is a proportion of them that are just absolutely loony bin material, which we do enjoy. Um, all right, first question up what did you have for breakfast? Granola. I'm a huge fan of granola. Oh. What did you that's have? Some health as well. Do you have breakfast? I I haven't had anything yet. So usually I will have like if are you now, now I work from home most not mostly but at least fifty percent of my time is working from home. So usually I'll have a yogurt with some a yogurt and lemons. Frozen berries, yeah. And then, of course, my antibiotics, whatever, uh, you know, cosmetic procedure I've just uh, recuperating from. Um, so I actually haven't had anything yet. It is 9am, 9 9.50 here at the minute. Um, I haven't had anything yet. So I kind of, I got up early, did everything I needed to do, got prepped for this podcast uh, recording, and then kind of I'm here. So I'll probably go and have Because you are, like, I can think about all um, of our trips and stuff like that. You are definitely somebody who does enjoy a breakfast. Like, you are, I... You love a breakfast. Favourite yeah. meal of the day. Favourite meal of the day. And also, I believe in a good, hearty breakfast because, you know, I've got kids to look after. I'm running around all day. I'm a busy mum. And I honestly feel that it sets me up for the day, you know, having a good, hearty breakfast. Um, so I, I will always try and do it. But I must admit, some mornings, especially when, you know, you've got a wedding or an event on or something, I'll just skip it. You know, it's neither here nor there. Um, so that was the slightly ever so boring question. But thank you for that. Someone was like, what did you have for breakfast? And I was like... Like, really? Him. That's the best yeah, thing yeah. I can do, but here we are. And next one, Matthew, um, are you straight? <laughs> I always, um, this is almost like, this is like misgendering people these days. You know, like, it's like you look at somebody and you look at 
at them and uh-huh. you think, oh, well, that looks like a man, so I'm going to say he. You know, it's like when people say, are you straight? It's like, what the fuck does it matter, doll? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Just information. <laughs> oh, what does it matter, Pit? Didn't we do an episode on, We've like, done an episode on every, uh, yeah. mental health yeah, yeah. and, like, coming out and, like, this all of that kind of stuff? for somebody who so, says I mean, that they like all, to the podcast and they really don't. Yeah. But doesn't. But really doesn't. I, that's exactly what I thought. And I found out who it was as well. And I've I've sent them shit in a box. So we're sorted. Um, are you straight? No, of course not. Have you got ears? Have you got eyes? Like, we fly the LGBTQ plus flag every single day over here. Um, but I thought it was cute that someone would actually ask. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. how ridiculous Hilarious. is that? Funny, funny. Um, all right. Next one is someone who believes we are teenagers living at home. What colour is your room? Now, as in, like, what colour is my room now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, this person like, like, 15, um, living yeah. at home. I know, what, what? colour is my room? <laughs> um, I, was so like, I actually know the colour. It's it's doe skin. As in, like, as in, like, a doe. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, female, dear. So, <laughs> I can tell you, the wainscoting in my room is 50% doe skin, and the wall is <gasps> full doe skin. Oh, I mean... If your wall's I not doe skin, love, I'm not interested. I'm not sleeping in a bedroom skin. that is not covered in doe skin, love. Period. No, I, you know you know what? And I've seen that on your rider for Florida. If, if the hotel's not doe skin, I'm not... For as well. I'm not interested, no. I mean, my house is um, entirely white because I live in an insane asylum. <laughs> um, it is entirely white. I have dark wood floors. Your house white is white walls, on white. White everything. White on white. She's white on white, yeah. Only because, well, and this is, it's coming back to bite me in the ass, really, because when I bought this house, which was nearly five years ago, I was like, oh, this is like a two to three year house, da 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 da, move on. And then, of course, COVID came along and kind of scuppered that plan. So I've been here longer than I intended. And now I'm like, if I ever moved into a house that had some colour on the wall, I might die yeah. in shock. I don't know if I, if, I ever could, if I could actually physically acclimatise to that. Um, but no, this person who asked the question, uh, what colour is my room? I was like, God, I'm not 18. I'm not 14. Um, my, my house my house it's is white. white like, like, there's a stray through. butterfly it's wing take- in the bottom of a frame somewhere and the rest of it's white. 911, what is your emergency? Um, all right. Uh, do you have any piercings, Matthew? Not anymore. That's... Oh, you had piercing. <gasps> there's a mystery Yeah, there. I had both my ears pierced. Um, I did. Oh, did you? I did. Cool. Um, I enjoy when you were like a teenager. Now a woman. No, I had breath. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I was just. It was just mm. back in the day where I was very much a young femme teenager, and I loved to have on a pair of earrings. Oh. Yeah. Love that. I have I have never had a piercing in my life. There's just something about me that doesn't love being skewered. I don't know what it is. Um, but I've never had it done, ever. And I've, I've no desire to. No, either. I can't you imagine I mean? you like, as like, like a, I've ever... a pierce and tattoo and all that sort of campery. Like, you're very... She's too pure. No. I, oh, thank you. No, I am. Uh, I've debated a tattoo. Oh my god, I wanted a tattoo so badly when I was like four, uh, fifteen, I think. I was on holiday with my family, and I so wanted a tattoo because I'd seen like some tattoo I like, and it was of some. I can't even remember what it was. It was what was it? I can't. I can't remember what the design was. But I remember be, I begging my mum, being like, "Please let me get one," and she was like, "You're fifteen. Enough. Like, no yeah, way. yeah, yeah. And thank God I had responsible parents that didn't just go, "Oh yeah, you know." go, you know, 15 years old, what would it have been? Like, some horrendous cringe that I would be living with the rest of my life. Horrendous! Um, But luckily, you know, shout out to Jan for keeping me on the straight and narrow there. Um, What's your last IG search? Oh, let me have a look. Uh, Whip her out, please. IG. I'm going to grab mine as well. Okay, first up. I'm really kind of a little bit worried about what this is going to be. Mine's actually just a restaurant in in Melbourne because I'm off to um I'm off to Melbourne next week is it next week and I was um you know when you go through I don't know if you do this but I, I well, I've been fat for thirty six years so what I do is when I see um things online I like to you know on Instagram specifically like if I'm flicking through or something like that and I see like a restaurant and you think shit I'm gonna have to eat there 
at some point. I just save it. But beyond Ooh. saving it, in my save, uh, of course, love digital organization. I'm basically a librarian when it comes to Instagram. I can love. I can pull up <laughs> shit from five years ago that you'd forgotten all about, because I have the best <laughs> filing system. So I have different, like, like I have one from. Um, Manchester, for instance, like so. If I'm coming up to you to see mm-hmm. to see you, I have places that I want to go and see and eat and stuff like that. So I was actually yeah looking for this place that I'm going to in Melbourne in a couple of uh, in next week's time. What are you doing in? So Melbourne? this is going to sound so cheesy, but do you remember years ago? Oh, it is. <laughs> you remember years ago, my husband and I went on a cruise in the Caribbean, and it was terrible. Oh! I do it not was terrible. This. It would have been like I would never have. I'm for a not cruise, nest- Dahl, I've cruised. I've cruised, but this time it was on a boat, doll. <laughs> and it was yeah no I would I could nah, never see you on nah. one and we you know what we were in we were in the states we were in the states for like a month or so and we were in Miami and we we kind of uh-huh. were looking at things to do in Miami and then it popped up. Love then it popped Miami. up, do a Caribbean cruise, a three-night cruise on some Royal Caribbean ship. And we were like, oh, this could be girly. We looked at how much it was. It was like $1,500 yeah. each. And we thought, why not? Fuck it. So we booked, right? Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah, that's decent. Horrendous. If you think about <laughs> the woman that played Fran Drescher's mother on the nanny. I'm not joking. There was 2,000 of them. And then my husband and I. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my god. So, gosh. it was the most horrific oh three days. However, we walked away from that and we were like, you know what? As much as that three <laughs> days, I'll never get back and I'll never be able to invoice for, I would cruise again. But it needs to be done, one, <laughs> on a nicer boat, two, in a nicer room. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh-huh. long story short, Cunard announced that um, Queen Elizabeth was coming to Australia for the summer. And I said to... Um, uh-huh. I said to the people's husband, I said, Dal, maybe we should do a Cunard cruise while they're here, see what's around. Anyway, we had a look, and sure enough, there's mm-hmm. one leaving Sydney on my birthday in a couple of weeks. And he said, oh, he said, I'm going to book your cruise oh. for your birthday, Dal. I said, oh, yeah, cool. I said, well, you just make just remember what you said. I'm not going to go cruising unless it's really good. Anyway, so he's booked, like, the, the penthouse <laughs> on this Queen, on the Queen oh, Elizabeth. So nice. I'm really excited. It's only two nights. It's only two nights. But it's just from Sydney to Melbourne. So, yeah, we're going to Sydney, staying a couple of nights in Sydney, and then we're getting on this Cunard cruise and doing two nights down to Melbourne, and then we're in Melbourne for a few nights, and then coming home. Love Melbourne, yeah, don't you? I love... Yeah. I love Melbourne. It's my favourite Australian city, I think. When I was there, she is the the brunette to Sydney's blonde, as you've t- said before. I just love it. I think it's my favourite, favourite yeah, Australian mine too, city. Actually. Um, I can actually, I can say that I'm actually heading back oh, to Oh, yeah, officially now. Um, I can't say... I, uh, yeah, I can't say who yeah. with and the details and all the rest of it, but now next uh, next autumn I will be in, uh, Sydney for a very special event, um, and of course we'll hook up Naturally. and do something fun and fabulous. I'm sure. Um, I have some experience on a cruise ship, but not a huge amount. As you know, I've done several sculptures. She loves the sculpture um, on a cruise ship for. She she does love a sculpture on a cruise ship, and we sailed. Um, we sailed from Freeport in the Bahamas back to Miami once, and I was on this um, ship just overnight. It was you know it was like super super quick, and it was one of the new ships. Obviously, because we were like building it and all the rest of it. Um, and it was fabulous, like, but it was really, really nice, like, lovely decor, everything was beautiful, but fuck me, you don't, you don't know how big they are until you they're see them, business, that's not a really no. dense thing, like, they're big, they're like cities, they're like a floating, massive group of tower blocks, like, they're so big, I remember when I saw my first one, I was like, how many, like, floors or, like, decks does this have, and they were like, oh, in total, like, nearly 30, wow. like, they are, yeah, they, they huge. are huge, I don't know... Yeah, I don't know if I could do one for a prolonged period of time, like, you know, a week or so. I, I like freedom and I don't like being, you know, anything too claustrophobic. But for, you know, for a couple of nights, I could certainly get used to that, um, which is delicious. Yeah. Which I love. Okay, well, my last IG search is... What should be something real? <laughs> it's Gemma Collins. Ah, the GC. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't That's get lit. old. Oh, yeah. The G- the JC. I must have been looking for some stupid 
me what clip or something to send somebody. <laughs> I, I'll tell you my top three. My top three are uh, Gemma Collins, and then Mindy Weiss, and then underneath that is Finn from Bathgate, who is like a comedian over here. So um, those are my, my top three, which I think I'm quite happy with. I don't feel offended by that at all. Matthew Landers, the woman in the chair, have you ever given a hickey? Yeah. Does the word hickey translate? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it translates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to admit, yeah. Who hasn't? Do you know, the thing is, I think the best hickey, whether one's giving or receiving a hickey, actually happens by accident. Yes, like, it's not, agreed. you don't actively look agreed. at someone and be like, let me make it look like you've got rosacea on your neck. Give me five minutes. <laughs> you know, like, it just happens. And then you look in the mirror after, you know, a, a session of um, putrid mm. lovemaking and you think, what the fuck have I just signed mm. myself up for for the next week? Do you know? Like, and you think, oh, it's yeah. now 40 degrees outside and I have to wear it <laughs> <laughs> the worst is when you don't realise it's kind of happened and then it's like the next yep. day it shows up and you're like, oh, she's got a visitor and she's here to stay. For you know, I think that there's also an age um, limit on a for- I think that, you know, anyone that's over like, say, 21 or 22 who's sporting a hickey, <laughs> they need to find new hobbies. I've I've been older than that. <laughs> no, Blame the ginger skin love. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I bruise easily. Natasha Bedingfield Hello. announced. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I've had. I was definitely older when I had, when I've had his. I am more though um, a hickey receiver than a hickey giver. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I I will very rarely look at someone and be like, I'm gonna puncture. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just don't have that kind of vampirish kind of cannibalistic tendency in it. Like, what can you say? Um, <laughs> so there we are. What is your star sign? Now, I don't know who sent this in, but in my head, it's someone in a long flowing caftan, mm. crystals everywhere, um, incense burning in the background. What's, I don't know what your star sign is. I was trying to work it out before when I read this question. Are you... Yeah, I that's thought you might be Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's what are nice. you? Um, you'd, you'd have you to be a. Are you a Capricorn? I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Of course, she's an Aquarius. How stupid of me! Yeah, right at the end of Jan. Do you believe in something oh, like that, or do you think like a load of? There's so much to be said about the oh. Earth and the Moon, and you know, like how you know, there's the water on the Earth and the gravitation, the gravitational pull within our bodies and minds. And like, yeah, no, I, I would definitely consider myself particularly spiritual, and I have had so like when you look oh, at wow. like in-depth traits about, you know, um, different uh, star signs and things like that. Like, I am literally a textbook mm. definition of a Sagittarian. What is the Sagittarians are, will always tell you how it is. They're very abrupt, very honest. Oh. Um, they're always the life of the party, lots of fun to be around. They don't like... Um, they don't like nonsense or bullshit. They will, however always go where the grass is greener. So, like, if you're in a situation where, like, there's trouble afoot and you have the opportunity just to, like, ignore it, walk away and go somewhere else where it's prettier and more sparkly, yeah, that's definitely um, a Sagittarian trait. There's so many. There are so many traits to being a Sagittarian. And I am all of them. I literally am the world spokesperson for Sagittarians. I kid you not, girl. (laughs) I kid you not. I believe. Sagittarius yeah. HQ. Well, do you know do you know about my star sign? Because I don't know too much about it. Um, so you can tell me, am I a typical Aquarian? Do a little giggle. From my understanding, Aquarians, Aquarians are very independent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aquarians are very, we like very intelligent. Freedom. Very intelligent and very... Oh, I no, no, you that. are. You're one of the most intelligent people I know. I'm 100%. And oh, especially when it comes to, like like literacy and numeracy and things like that. Like you're very intelligent when it comes to that. And like you're, you're, you know, um, <laughs> Aquarians are generally also very idealistic, but um, very creative, you know? So um, it, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Aquarians also don't like to be oh. instructed, um, be, being told what to do. Never. There's one room in my house in which I like to be told what to do. And that and is the bedroom. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No interest. Um, yeah, Aquarians absolutely. also 
are very um, unlikely to participate in like social interactions unless they really want to. So that's yeah. me to a tape. I really want to be there. Yeah, totally. I sometimes, I don't know, like my, I did a Myers-Briggs test a couple of years ago and it came out as I was ENTJ. Um, but I was surprised with that because I sometimes feel I can flit I can be either be very introverted or very extroverted, and I don't mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I'm on like I can I can really go either way. Sometimes I won't see anyone, um, you know, for a month. That's absolutely fine with me, and I don't really mind at all. And then other times I can be like, oh my god, I want to go out and have fun. Like, let's, you know what I mean? So it just kind of depends on mood. Yeah, and I, think. I totally get it. The thing, an Aquarius yeah. weakness though, um, is they're stubborn. They're the most stubborn out of a lot of. Stuff. <sighs> I would agree with that. I don't like being. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being in a situation I don't they're, like. They're just the type of yeah, generally the type of people love, that will just really dig their them. heels in and be like, "No, this, this is what I'm doing." Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, totally. There are definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But Sagittarian. Yeah, totally, totally Sagittarian's best traits, by definition, would be they're optimistic, lovers of freedom, hilarious, fair-minded, honest, and intellectual. That's not at all. Like but you know what? Sagittarian weak. Bizarre, which is totally me. Gluttonous. Uh-huh. Go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> How they're gluttonous, lazy, irresponsible, blindly optimistic, and tactless. It's me. It is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Hello. That, you know what? That is really interesting because I can see from what you've said about me that I kind of yeah, yeah kind of it does. Actually, it's something to be so, said about it. Um, yeah. So there goes my idea that I'm an individual and so special. But maybe you know, let's hope there's not that many Aquarians in the world and we'll be all right. Um, all right. Next question up. This is from a listener. Who was your crush? In high school, did you have one? Oh God, um, not not that comes to mind. To be fair, um, I don't think yeah. in high school I was even crush or love minded. To be really honest, I don't really think I even got to like crush stages until well after high school. To be to be fair, what's high school in Australia? What's the kind Were of you like, seventeen when you finish? What's 17 when you finish, okay. So, yeah, kind of similar to our, like, senior school, I guess, over here, which is, like, I think you're, like, 11 or 12 through to, it's, like, 16 or 17, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's changed. Um, the only the only crush I remember having on high school was the teachers. Oh, yeah, I would go with that, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, there were no there were no boys that I was like, mm, yes, but there were definitely a couple of teachers that I was like, I'll meet you in detention. That's fine. Not that obviously that ever yeah. happened. Um, but yeah, it, I think that's where my interest in older men began for sure. For sure. <laughs> definitely. Hilarious. Um, okay, favorite TV show as a kid? Oh, um, I loved the nanny. I loved um keeping up appearances. Mm-hmm. Will and Gray. Oh, really? I love there's lots of um when I think about kids shows, did you did you ever have a show in the UK called mm. Puddle Lane? No. no, no I mean there's no so one. many Australian shows that I loved. Um but when I when I think international shows that I loved as a child, yeah, I really um yeah, I really loved keeping up appearance. I thought that's hilarious. I used to watch MASH every day with oh. my grandmother. Yeah, Shut up. These are so British, aren't they? Such yeah. British. No, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, just, yeah, I, I always feel like I don't know if you feel like this at any point, but like I, my earliest memory of me, like when I think back to me as like a six or seven year old, I feel like I was already an adult then. You know, like I already was grown up. I was sitting there mm. watching adult shows with you know like my grandmother and and people like that, and like actually getting jokes mm. you know like laughing at the right time because i was like oh i understand what they mean by that that's funny i think that's healthy though because it builds your yeah. sense of humor from an early age and you know helps you mentally doesn't it if yeah. you understand things like that when i was a kid what did i used to like i used to like um when i was like like a, like oh god i don't know how old i would be like a seven eight nine so like, like sabrina the teenage witch that was wow, like, yeah, the gayest show on the planet it was, yeah. And I mean, what she made her millions, didn't she, on that? Good grief. Um, and then when I was a little older, things like, yeah, Will and Grace. I was a big um, Grace Anatomy fan. Would you ever yeah. watch Grace Anatomy? Yeah, yeah I that. was that. Like, a, like a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think back as well. 
to like Buffy and Charmed, things like that. I would watch. Um, yeah, I can't remember. This, I can't say that I had a favorite or anything though, and I can't remember anything I used to watch when I was like really young. I remember, you know, like Postman Pat and things like that. I don't know if you even in that hilarious <laughs> registers. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, all right, let's go on. Okay, so this is this is someone who truly knows us. Um, what's the most useless, expensive thing you've ever oh, bought? I mean, how long have we got? Honestly. <laughs> how long have we... Actually, you know what? I can actually show you. Hang on, give me one, because I know that the <laughs> listeners right now, Joseph can actually see what I'm doing. Let me get it for you out of the, out of the drawer. Give me one second. In the meantime, so thank you so much for joining us for this lovely little trio of episodes to round out season two. We are here today with episode eight. We're going to be releasing episode eight, nine, and ten before the festive period, before the holidays kick in, and then we will be back next year with some exciting. Are you ready for this season right. three? All right, what oh, do you, you know have the for brand me? Alessi, right? The homewares brand Alessi. Ah, uh, so overpriced. <laughs> Yeah, go on. And what I'm go about on. to show you costs over a <laughs> yeah. hundred Australian dollars. So it costs well over 50, 50, 50 right? 60 quid. I'm going to yeah. hold it on yeah. my right. hand for size okay. and scale so you can see it. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Matthew, Matthew is holding up a cheese grater that looks approximately one and a half inches tall. At most. (laughs) What's it made for? It's so that, you know, if you're making yourself, you know, like a drink, you can get like really like (laughs) the zest of like an an orange or something. (laughs) I bought this in Gallery Lafayette in Paris. Oh, and it was one of those things, you know, yeah, when you oh, see something hilarious. and you think, I am never going to use this, but this is brilliant. <laughs> As you hand the credit card over, you actually think, I make too much money. I, I literally am. I make, I make touch too much my skin feels like money. I am made of money. It feels yeah. like dough skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the campus thing I've ever seen. Where do you it's, keep it? You don't keep it in the kitchen drawer, love. Fuck off. That is hilarious. That is so funny. Um, okay, well, that's yeah. made my morning. <laughs> that's excellent. All right, Matthew Landers. Slightly more serious, robust Ready. question now. Oh, I need to take a breath. Um, what are you most proud of this year? Obviously, we're recording this on the 1st of December. What are you most proud uh, of? Definitely this year I'm most proud of. I guess reclaiming myself, I think. You know, really taking ownership. Oh, yeah, really, off. you know, like, obviously since we spoke last time, there's been huge changes for me in um, my work life. You know, like I've closed all of my retail stores. Mm-hmm. We're now back down to just online only. I got rid of a lot of staff. You know, like, it, it's been... Can I ask you, how does that feel oh, now, the difference I, between... Uh, a bit between yeah, now and then. You. you know, I was at the beginning of this year, you know, you and I had really candid conversations and I spoke about it on the podcast. I was ready to throw yeah. off the fucking bridge. Yeah. I was done, love. You know, like, it was too much. Yeah. It you was not, too much. There's a huge there's a huge difference in the Matthew that I'm speaking to today. And, you know, I remember every time we spoke at the beginning of the year, you were just... Too much. You were... In you know, and it's you were just, I can't yeah, you were anymore. And I think about how I am now and how I've really just, you know, um, reclaimed myself, you know, like I say no Mm. more than I have ever before. You know, like someone asks if we're able to do a job, I'm like, no, can't be bothered. Don't like what you're asking me to make. Not enough money. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, well, there is such power in that though. And all it it is, is is it's just a confidence and a love for yourself. Because the person that I yeah, was, I, you know, six months ago was somebody that was just saying yes to those jobs, which was just self-loathing and there was no love for myself there. Oh, yeah. amen to that. Amen to that. Because it is the way you run your business and how you place yourself in your business and what you accept and what you don't accept and, you know, how you, you know, how, how often you work and the hours that you work and all the rest of it. It is a reflection, as is really everything in life, of how you see yourself and how you how much you care for yourself and how much you look after yourself. And I, I remember that we had some really, you know, yeah. frank conversations earlier this year and you were working, you know, ridiculous, ridiculous. hours, you know, really no like one. insane. No one, and, and I, 
No, and I would say, you know, like, I would be really honest and say, you work way harder than me. You work so much harder than me. I, and it was, it was credible on one hand, but it was also not healthy. I... So, um, you've really turned it around. You can see it, you can see it in your face, you can feel it in your energy that you're, in, you're in a bit. I appreciate that. Like, it was just, you know, it takes, so, I, it, it's odd because I have made some ballsy choices, you know, in my career and, you know, choices that have really affected mm. other people. And but then when it came to, like, mm. making a choice that would affect other people really to only benefit me, it was, it was the hardest choice mm. because I thought, God, how, how am I going to, you know, get rid of all of these staff and stores and all of this sort of stuff? And all I care about really in this moment is me. You know, like, all I really want is just to have that pressure from me gone. Mm, I can understand why you would see that as maybe being like a selfish mm. motivation, but if you hadn't have made those changes, and I don't know, you know, the, the you know the full ins and outs. Only you know, you know how you felt in that moment. Um, but I think if you hadn't have made those changes, you might uh, be what- here. You know, and then and then and then, what's the whole Trust thing me. for? What's I think the, the point thing of it? I was really you know why, you know, like completely, like literally just walking yeah. through floristry as a whole, yeah. and just be like, oh, I'm done. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think there is such an honesty in being able to say, I did this or I followed this path or, you know, we, I did X, Y, and Z. It didn't work out. And now I am switching things up. I mean, to, on a far less um, intense scale, I'm, I'm doing the same. You know, you know, my, you know what I've been dealing with for the past two plus years of COVID, uh, uh, the way, you know, our countries handled things was very, very differently. And we have had such a backlog, such a burden of, you know, nearly a hundred, I put it this way, when COVID hit, I had nearly a hundred weddings and events booked that I was carrying through over two and a half years. We've just finally, this September, finished the last of them. Um, And now we're free to kind of refocus and pursue different things. But, um, you know, again, I was doing it solely for me. If I was thinking of, um, you know, maybe what is best for my employees or what would give them more hours or whatever it might be, maybe I would have made a different decision. But at the end of the day, it's me that's running it. It's me that has the responsibility for it. And I don't want to be doing 50, 60, 70 weddings a year. I want to do a who? handful. That's the thing as well. For who? All, the, all of these clients I, exactly. are getting all of the yeah. good stuff out of us. They're draining us. They're draining our batteries. They're draining our creativity. They're giving us varicose veins. They're making us older people. It's true. And you know what? The thing is, you know, yeah, yeah, sure, you might have, you know, a Credit Suisse account that, you know, make your eyes water, but no one gives a fuck about it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Really? That's the thing. That's what it comes down to. It's realizing that there's more to life than money and there's more to life than business and that you actually, you know, need and deserve to have a good life. So, dead tomorrow. (laughs) I'm proud of you, though. You've made a a massive change this year. Um, And kudos to you for seeing it through. Yeah, yeah, kudos to you. All right, so for our next question, who would be your dream guest for this podcast? Living or dead, over to you. What do you think? To be fair, I would definitely choose Elton John. And I'll tell you why. It's because he is... I know, I know. I'm not actually his biggest fan, to be fair. In fact, the concert that he did in Perth, I actually left halfway through. Like, that's where I'm at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I am. so you're, 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 you want to meet him to ask for a refund? But, you know... It, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, hashtag gift. So the thing is, is um, <laughs> I really admire him when it comes to the fact that he's kind of moved from what you would call, you know, an analog world into a digital world. And he's moved from an era where it was not okay to be gay or it was not okay to be yourself and into an era where it's just like he is just a he's fucking epic. You know, like in terms of, you know, sitting sitting in the middle of, you know, um the Dorchester having a cup of tea looking like a Christmas decoration. You know, like he is He's that person, you know, and I would just love to maybe just chat to him. And I just want to see, like, when what is that feeling inside that makes you really live an authentic version of yourself? Like, where do you find that feeling? Oh, I yeah. love that. I, I, I love that. When I look that. at him and how he lives and how he dresses and um, 
what he says and all of those things. He, you can see that he's living quite an authentic version of himself. And it's like, what what made you like that? Like, what's the secret sauce to that? What's the recipe to make you drop the guard and drop the bullshit and just just live your truth? Just be that person that just does not care. No, it doesn't give like shit, shit at all. No. Yeah, yeah. And he's famous for doing... He's, he's really famous. When I think of Elton John, and you think of that iconic clip of him where he says... Uh, I can't remember who it was to. And I think he's at, like, an award... Or he's, like, walking into a hotel or... Um, or is it sat in an award chair or something? And he goes... Um, uh, I do not like you and you are not my friend. And he just says so like just really like as it is, you know what I mean? That. Like, you know, it's really delivers it straight. Which I really, yep. really love. Same. Um who would I love to chat to living or dead? Gosh, really I guess someone, you know, I, I feel don't like really it's gonna be have... abstract. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the aqua- Aquarian side of me. Um, you know, you know. I just think there's. I don't have one idol as such because I think as as I grow up, like and go through life, my goals change. I think of doing different things and you know, moving, doing a bit of this and a bit of that. Um, so I I don't really have one person that I can think of and go, oh my gosh, this. Oh, actually, actually, you know, there is one person I can think of. So I remember. Um, being a well, I'm a big fan of Maya Angelou, and I remember exactly where I was when I found out she had died because I always felt, or in my head, because I'd read so many of her books and like seen her like talk, you know, on television and on like YouTube or whatever. I always felt that I, oh, I'll meet her one day. That was like just this mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I guess like in my head, I was like, oh, I'll I'll meet her one day, like, or I'll go to a reading of her one day. And then I remember when she passed away, I think I was like 26, 27. And I just remember thinking, wow, I'll never get the chance now. Like she's, she's gone. Do you know what I mean? And that was the first time when I was like, oh, like that, that I'll never be able to do that now. She's gone. So I'd probably say yeah. Angelo because I just think she was like just so fucking wise and so brilliant. And I also kind of love as well that she was um, such like a renaissance woman before, you know, even way before the Beyonce album. And she was all about kind of, you know, she was a dancer. She was a poet. She was a writer. She was a director. She did like so many different mm-hmm. things and the older I get like when I was when I was younger when I was you know a teenager early 20s mid 20s I was so focused on floristry floristry you know floral art floral design that was what I lived and breathed and now I've got you know the other side of 30 I think as I was you know turning my you know my early 30s I started to think about well can I write and how can you know can I record and what other things can I do that is you know obviously related to my history and you know my pedigree and all the rest of it but at the same time, what what kind of where, where else can I take this? What else can I you know can I mm-hmm. can I explore? Um, and I think then COVID was like you may not nope, have anything sit here for two years. <laughs> you may not have anything or do anything for two years, um, and that's fine. And now we're kind of the other side of that, and I'm getting the chance to kind of you know the podcast and the book that I've done and all the rest of it to start to think more and more about okay, well you know what else can I possibly yeah. do? I know I'm creative, and I know, yeah, I can I can turn my hand to a, a few things. So I'm just exploring all that kind of thing, which is really the exciting. The thing is, so, I feel like yeah. in that situation that you're in as well, people try so hard to rush it. Like, they're after an answer straight away. Like, I must know what my calling is. I must know what I should be doing right now. You know, it's it's a rush. It's a rush to find it. It's just like, well, you might not find it until you're 65, doll. You know what I mean? And it might be, it might be too late, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, I see it. I see it all the time with students who are like, "I'm trying to find my style. Yep. I'm trying to like Same. find my look. You know, what's what's my look? Yep. What's my brand? What's my style?" Um, and I say, you know, when I, I talk about like different tips and different exercises that you can do to kind of bring that forth from within you, I say it, it takes, takes time. time though. It's not something you can do in a weekend. It's not something you can sit down and say, "Right, I am. This is my look. This is my feel. This is what it." It, it takes time. You 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 never. I don't think I really found my artistic voice till I was like. You you know, probably like mid twenties to be Absolutely. honest with you. Because I, you know, when I was a teenager and early twenties, I was doing so many competitions and you know taking so many classes. I was exposed to so 
all the different it's so many different styles of floral design and um you know and how it can work within cultures and that it was great because it made it gave me you know so many different techniques and so many different it gave a really thorough understanding of what floral design was across you know lots Probably. of different regions and cultures and countries but at the same time it kind of led me away from developing developing my own like. aesthetic because i spent so much time learning how to you know do you know nordic design or you know um, Asian design or like you know yeah. where, where I was doing so kind of yeah it was interesting to, it, it takes time though I think to find out what you want to do and I'm, I'm a big believer in that you don't just have you know you can have one calling oh. in life that's fine you can have, have several you know I'm taking yeah I think you can do whatever you want to do like I know that you know I, I remember being so when we first met in um, in Perth God what was it now maybe five six, oh, seven long years time ago? long long longer yeah longer like, yeah yeah something yeah something like that what was it? Nearly, nearly a decade. I don't oh, know wow. how long, whatever. Um, I remember you telling me, "Oh yeah, like I am, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm, you, you were a pilot, or you, you pilot, your pilot's yeah. license, and you have." And I remember being like, "Whoa, like you have another huge passion that you're like really, really into." And I remember being really not surprised, yeah, mm. a bit surprised at that because I knew you were so driven in yeah. floristry. It was so interesting to me that you also had like another thing that you were super yeah, passionate totally. about. Totally. Uh- yeah. Which is yeah. lovely. And I was actually yeah. just having this conversation with my husband recently because he's just turned 37 back in September and he's, um, you know, in a period uh-huh. where he's like, oh, maybe I want to do a change of career. And he's like, oh, maybe I've left it too late. I was like, who do you think you're talking to? Like, you, even if you went to, back to university and spent another four years doing a whole other degree, that's 41 years old. You could then go and spend a whole nine years in that career and you're only 50. You could then go back to university, spend a whole another four years, they're only 54. And then when retirement age is not till 65, that's another 11 years. You could have two full careers left in you yet. I, I totally agree. I think there is, there's always that fear though when you do try new things or, you know, you're thinking about, oh, shall I give that a go? Or shall I? You think, oh, am I too old? You know, people are 20 when they do this. People are, you know, 25 when they do this. And I'm thinking, oh God, I'm, you know, 34 now, you know, 35 in, a, you know, in two months. I'm thinking, oh God, what's it going to be like? But, you're so right. Like, you know, hopefully we'll all have long, full, rich lives. And you've got so yeah. much time to be able to, especially in this day and age where people are working longer. It's, it's definitely the social norms are more fluid and are being more and more broken down. So you can have a second career at 60 or 70 or 80. Like, it, who cares? But as long as it makes you happy, I think that's the most important thing. Life is, life's too short. Um Life's too short to be One, bored and, you know, stuck in something you don't want to do. And that is literally my... I can't wait for this year, like 2022, to be over. Because I remember when 2022 started, I was like, Christ almighty, this poxy pandemic is still going on. You know, like, honest to Christ, you know, <laughs> yeah. two years, give it a rest. Enough. We're done. We're I, done. I know, you know? And I know. I remember when the pandemic hit, like, one of my staff at the time was like, how long do you think this is going to... And I said, oh, well, we'll, we'll go off for a couple yeah. of weeks. yeah. Yeah, you know I remember I mean? like these conversations. Like, yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then it's like literally. If you would have told me back in March 2020 that I would be doing my last like COVID booking in like September, October, um, you know, 2022, I would be like, "You're fucking joking! This is gonna last two and a half years. Are you, are you having, having a laugh? laugh? Um, are you having a laugh, Gail? Um, but you know, there we are, one of those things. So, um, all right, really delicious question for you. We've only got Ready. two left. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned this year? To trust your intuition, trust your instinct, trust your gut. Oh, I fucking look, slap, slap that it on, on a mug. It's ten bucks of pop night. love, free postage. Like honestly, <laughs> because I think I have made so many decisions throughout my professional career that have relied on data Mm -hmm. and have relied on knowledge and have relied on statistics and information where even though I've had all of these things lined up in front of me, there's been a little part of my gut that's gone, I don't know about this. You know, something just doesn't feel right. And yet you still proceed because mm-hmm. all roads lead to Rome, you know, and you go, yeah, well, all the data is yeah. telling me that everything's good to go. And I think yeah. the best decisions I've made in my personal life and in my career this year have been ones where I'm just like, it's completely intuitive. It's straight from the gut. There's no knowledge. It's not mm-hmm. been done before. I haven't tried it before. There's no test and tried. I'm just going to fucking do it. 
Yeah, oh God. That is so empowering to hear that you've got to listen to the whispers. You've got to listen to those little, you know, if, if something is saying, mm, I don't I don't yep. know about this, or, or is, uh, you've got to be able to go, Absolutely. that's fine. Absolutely. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. That's really you, powerful. Girl? That's really powerful. Uh, one lesson I think I've learned this year, I would say, like, this is going <laughs> to sound really bad, but I would say put it's yourself true. first. It is Again, true. Pull yourself as I feel that for the past two years I have been stretched and pulled and pressured because of COVID, because of you know the impact of COVID Plastic on the business, surgery. because of the impact of our so many, so many fucking surgeries this year. Um, and I've really started to think about. Definitely, there's been moments over the past couple of years where I haven't put myself as, and I've been doing things either for survival or you know because you know I'm trying to keep a balance of things, trying to navigate you know our way through you know really unprecedented circumstances and I feel that this year I've been able to kind of shed a lot of the skin and a lot of the baggage and a lot of the you know unwanted body parts um you know in a way that has kind of led me to a place now where I really feel I I think what it was right is about a month ago after we about a month month and a half ago whatever after we finished you know our last big kind of wedding weekend I physically felt lighter and I felt like for the past maybe two years I've been living in like a bit of like a survival totally yes like you know when when all the restrictions were happening we couldn't plan. We couldn't say, oh, we'll do this then, we'll do that next. And, you know, and that, uh, my attitude and my energy that, that I have is very positive and very forward thinking and very, I'm always planning and thinking, what's next? What are we going to do? Like, very enthusiastic, like an enthusiastic puppy. That's kind of totally. how, like how I kind of think my energy can come across as. And that was completely robbed from me, or it felt like it was robbed from me because mm-hmm. you couldn't plan. You couldn't say, oh, we'll, we'll do these weddings and then we'll invest in this and then we'll try. Because you, can we, can we, will we be able to have more than three people in a room next month? Who knows? Well, the gov- our government were just brought in random mad rules at a moment's notice, you know, announcing things that, you know, it's eight o'clock on a Saturday evening that you wouldn't be able to hold three months worth of classes from the Monday. You know, how can you plan? How can you feel motivated and like, oh, cool. Like, it was a total disaster. And every part of my business was affected from the weddings and events to the classes that we could hold to my commissions, which, you know, took place in clients that were also severely impacted on the art side of things. Every part of my business was just like put on ice. And I felt that for the past two years, only now in the past two months have I realized that my my mentality has changed and I can feel more, I feel more positive. I feel like, and I feel like, oh, I can actually maybe make some plans yeah. for next year. I know we've said, oh, you, for example, you said to me, oh, I'll see you in, Ju- in June for yes, a, you know, a couple yes. of days. Da, 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 da. And I mean, that's the first time in three or four years that we've been able Even to talk to about that. That, that yeah. actually happen. Yeah, exactly. That will actually probably happen, that you'll be able to get on a plane and come over and it'll all be good. And it just feels like the world is getting back to normal and I feel like my... I've gone from kind of being maybe defensive and like in a little bunker to kind of starting to think, hmm, okay, yeah. what's next? And what's next for me is putting me first and pursuing um, my passions. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm glad to hear that, girl, because it's been a shit show. It's been oh. a shit show, love. It has, it has. All right, last question, Madam Landers. What do you have in store for next year? Have you made any any plans, anything you can share, anything on the horizon? You know, don't feel pressured if there's things that you can't talk about, but what what, what do you think you want to be doing next year? Anything? anything the one thing that I will definitely be doing next year is only things that I want to be doing. I can 100% hand in my heart right now tell you that I'm not going to say yes Amen. to doing anything I don't want to do. Anything that doesn't bring me joy, anything Amen that doesn't make that. me mad, Money, anything you know like nothing nothing like i'm already saying no it's the it's the word of the year Dale. like i'm already saying no to things that i just think i don't want to do it i don't want to go i don't want to see it i don't want to smell it i'm not interested in touching it i'm not coming like it's yeah that, for me it's just about some sense of self um worth and self-gratification as well like we all it's fucking yes. boundaries, sis. It's boundaries yes. of saying, I am worthy, worthy I yep. am enough, I am valuable, and I am not going to be working a million hours a week. I'm not going to take on your poxy little whatever. I, I'm going to only do stuff that I mm-hmm. want to do. And that's, that's yep. really powerful. What about you, girl? That's really powerful. Oh, okay. So for next year, we are making a very big... Um, 
a bit of a pivot, mm. I would say, in the business. We're, I am, we're still accepting weddings, we're still doing weddings and events, but similarly, actually, I'm still, I'm now only taking on what I want to. Jobs that I feel are a great fit. So, for example, this month, December, I have two house dressings, two, like, you know, mm-hmm. where we go in at mm-hmm. Christmas, and it's not a huge thing over with you, with over in Australia, is it? but over here, we go all out for, you know, stair garlands and all the restaurant fireplaces and that kind of stuff. So, but I'm only doing two of them. In previous years, I've done 10, 15, 20, you know, been you driving from place to place to place, day after day, a hands black from mm-hmm. pine and mm-hmm. spruce and all the rest of it. Um... Well, not my hands, because I don't really do any work. But the girls' hands look atrocious. Um, and what I'm doing... <laughs> and now I'm only taking on two for two excellent clients who have great budgets, who I like working with, and who I know that I will make stuff that I'll be really, yeah. really proud of. Instead of taking on work that I feel maybe isn't truly a great fit or isn't truly, you know, aligned to what I'm doing. So for next year, we're still taking weddings and events through Joseph Massey Flowers, but on a smaller, more considered scale. And our big focus is focusing very much on essentially floral education and, and me as a yeah. brand. So we're very much focusing on the flower class on the membership we've been able to double um our membership this year which has been wonderful um focusing on our online courses um and of course on the school so that's very much my focus going forward i've got two um international events i've got one taking place in spain in spring which i can't say too much about just yet but that's going to be really really fun mm-hmm. and then i have one taking place in uh, in sydney australia in yeah and i can't say too much about that yet but details are all forthcoming soon so for me um i'm really kind of making more time to focus on things that feel very much in alignment and for me that is our flower class it is the uh, online master classes and it is our school and then it, that actually frees me up a little bit of time to explore some other bits and pieces which um may or may not share with everyone next year, depending on how they go. So we'll see. Uh, that was so much fun. I feel like, I feel like we've got really, really quick. It's nice, sis. You know, it's, um, when you said to me <laughs> we hadn't done an episode since February, I didn't believe you. I had to Google it. I thought she was bullshitting me. She's lying to me. She's lying Nine straight months. to my face with that pasty skin. She's lying to me. Why would she do that to me? <laughs> and I thought she's not lying to me at all. We haven't, we haven't spoken since February. <laughs> Yeah, can you believe though? Like you have done, you've done a one eighty since then. You really have. Like it's been phenomenal. Um, and you know, I, I to be really honest with you, you know, you had a lot of changes you were going through and dealing with, but also I, I wouldn't have been able to keep up the pace with how our summer turned out. I would, I would have had to press pause on the podcast. Totally. Anyway, um, because we we were doing too much. Yeah, it, it would have been impossible uh, to keep up. So it's, I think it's really lovely that we can come back together and finish off season two and just add a little bit of a festive cheer. Um, you know, in, for for the final couple of episodes. It's what we're here for we're here for the people we are here delivering the goods once again and two more episodes and then it's christmas style christmas festivities thank you so much for your time today it's been delicious to chat with you as ever and well i'm gonna speak to you tomorrow for our yes, very next episode. you are joseph massey i am <laughs> carrie katonas thank you good night <laughs> <laughs>